Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. My year of jubilee, I'm expecting celebration emancipation and restoration every day in Jesus name amen so God we say have your way tonight God speak to us with strength and power we take authority over this atmosphere and we take authority over every online platform and I pray miracles will flow signs will flow wonders will flow God do like what you've been doing all this month I'm not even having to lay hands on people and it's flowing because this is a hybrid thing your spirit is not bound by natural law. So I pray wherever we're watching from, wherever we're participating from, God, that we would see you release miracles, shout miracles. That's something that we cannot do. Say signs. That means you let us see something that lets us know we're headed in the right direction. And wonder, shout wonder. This is something that when we look at it, we know that nobody did this but God. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. If you're expecting to receive something on tonight in the building and online, release your worship for eight seconds. Eight, seven, six. Eight is the number of a new beginning. Five. And this worship says you're in a new beginning. Four. You're in a new beginning. Three. Two. And this is a new beginning in Jesus' name. Shout new beginning. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. This is the last message in our series called Divine Detox. And what have I been teaching you all this month? That a divine detox is the spiritual and the natural process and period of time to abstain and rid oneself of toxins. Say this is spiritual and natural. Spiritual means we're dealing with the root this month. Natural means we're dealing with the fruit. If you only deal with the fruit and never deal with the root, the fruit will continue to grow. Watch me. If you only deal with the root and never deal with the fruit, the fruit that remains will spoil. And I need you to hear me. There's one day left in this month. Now, here's what's amazing to me. Typically, it's every other month that you have 31 then 30 days, 31 through 30 days. What was amazing to me about this Jubilee year is God gave us two back-to-back months with 31 days in the month. What does that say? God says, I'm giving you one extra day. 
Because whatever you did not get done on Wednesday, God says, I'm about to give you another day. And I don't care when you're watching this or when you're seeing this. God says, you got one more day for me to do. Watch me. What I haven't done in years, I will do it in what? I need you to open up your mouth Wednesday, shout, he'll do it in one day. So it is the spiritual and natural process. We're dealing with fruit and root. We're dealing with fruit and root. Say fruit and root. Say root and fruit. All right, you got to deal with both of them because you don't want any of these things to return. The cycles and the circles that you have been in, you got to hear me. They have come to their end. You're not going to be in this emotional up and down anymore. You're not going to be in this back and forth with anxiety anymore. Why? Because we're getting the toxic thing out of you that pulled you into those toxic places. And when we get that up out of you, watch me. When it comes looking for you, it can't find you because it can no longer trace you. And for some of you, there's some things in your life, God's says well I've been detoxing you there's some people that are no longer going to be able to trace you there's some attitudes that are no longer going to be able to trace you there's some family members that are no longer going to be able to trace you there's some old behaviors that are no longer going to be able to trace you because when they reach out to you they will get used to the previous version of you that was toxic but they're about to run into the version of you that has been detoxed. Would you please elbow somebody and say, I've been detoxing all month. Tell them, I. And you're not going to be able to trace me anymore. You're not going to be able to touch me with that mess anymore. You're not going to be able to touch me with that drama anymore. I won't be traceable. It's the spiritual and natural process and period of time to abstain and rid oneself of toxins. Say abstain and rid oneself of toxins. Abstain means there are certain things that you have to stay away from. There are certain things that you cannot be around when you're detoxing. But then to rid oneself, these are certain things you have to take off of you. Uh, I've been showing you this mannequin all month because for when you're toxic, you have a bunch of stuff on and you're trying to figure out why is your life always so stressful? Why is your life always so hot? Why is it always so much mess? Because this is what you look like in the spirit. You have all of these things on that you have to rid yourself of. And what you have on, watch me, it affects how you hear. It affects how you see. It affects how you speak. It affects how you look. For some of you, we've never met the real you. We've only met the toxic you. We've only met the bitter you. We've only met the aggravated you. We've only met the you that's always up under constant stress. But I came to tell you, when the month of September hits, I'll shout by myself. When the month of September hits, God let us detox in August because in September, you are about to take off. If I'm talking to anybody beside myself, text somebody say, we're about to take off. God had to detox you first. He had to detox you first so that you would be ready to take off. So look at this. Look at this. Um, it's abstaining from certain things. Then it's ridding yourself of certain things. Abstaining, I can't go around it. I can't deal with it. I can't, I can't be in that right now. And then ridding yourself. It, it, it means there's some things you have to get up off of you. And anytime you won't voluntarily abstain, then God will involuntarily do it for you. He'll make them quit you. He'll make them walk away from you. He'll make them not respond to your texts. You'll be having a great conversation one day, and then the next day they ghost you, and you say, what in the world happened to them? And all the conversations on text were blue, and then all of a sudden they turned green. 
There's nothing worse to an Apple user than when we send that text and that text turns green. Because it means either one, you're an Android user, or two, there's been an abstention, there's been an abstaining that God has ordered. You ready? Say, it's a divine detox. And I want to encourage you to look at the prior messages that we've been in all this month. You can do that in our app. Scan the QR code or text Harvest to 55498 because all this month we've been teaching how to detox, number one, from toxic thoughts. We talked about how the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. But as a man is, so are his thoughts, which means there's certain thoughts. I just have to do it and my thoughts will catch up. There's certain things you have to stop waiting on the feeling to come, and you just have to take the action. And when you take the action, the feeling will come later. You ready? Number two, negaholism. This means you're addicted to negativity. And so I taught you how to detox from being negative. Sometimes you can go through so much trauma and so much tribulation that your thoughts literally become toxic and you're addicted to negativity. This means anytime somebody says something good, you're addicted to it. It's no different than being an alcoholic. Some of you like to judge other people. You say, oh, they smoke, they drink, they this, they that. But the truth is you're addicted to negativity. Anytime somebody says some good, yeah, but shut your butt up. Watch me. Because God has been too good to you for you to be addicted to some negativity. Is there anybody in this building or online where you can look back over your life and you can say, I may not be where I want to be. Come on, Wednesday. But I can thank God, do it quickly, that I am not where I used to be. I prayed that God would purge all negativity out of you. He purged negaholism out of you. And that's you but have your mind set on the things of God. Open your mouth say, I will not be negative. Next, the spirit of infirmity. We detoxed from that and we talked about how the man that had been sitting by the pool for 38 years, how this man's issue um, was that he had a spirit of infirmity. And literally, his issue wasn't his issue. How he handled his issue was his issue. And literally, for 38 years, he sat around blind people, paralyzed people, lame people, and a sick people, but he had none of those issues. The Bible says he was the fifth type of person that was there, and that fifth type of person was the person that had an infirmity, which means it wasn't his issue that was the problem, it's what his issue did to him that was the problem. And for 38 years, he thought he couldn't walk because he was in the wrong crowd. <laughs> And for some of you all, the only reason you have limits on yourself is because of who you've surrounded yourself with. The only reason you don't think it's possible is because you're around, watch me, sick, paralyzed, lame, and blind people. But what is God doing to you this month? He's upgrading your circle. And how do you know that? Because for some of you, you finally started seeing people for what they really were. I want to preach. You finally started seeing people for what they really were. And now, watch me, you can see past the Maybelline, you can see past the Mac, you can see past the wave cap and past the do-rag. You can see past the moose and you can see past the ball fade and recognize, wait a minute, maybe you're sick, paralyzed, lame, and blind, and you got me thinking I can't do something when really I don't have any of those issues. I don't even belong in this circle because this circle doesn't match my future. Ready? So watch me. The spirit of infirmity. Say infirmity. infirmity. Come on, say it loud. Say infirmity. infirmity. Which means this man had a handicap, but he could actually walk. He tells Jesus when Jesus walks up to him. Jesus skips over everybody else uh, at the pool of Bethesda. There were five porches there. Five is the biblical number of grace, but it literally is a place of disgrace. Which means it's possible to be in church and still be infirmed. 
It's possible to pray every day and still be infirm. It's possible to worship and speak in unknown tongues and still be infirm. Why? Because you can be in a place of grace but still live like a disgrace. Oh my God. But your neighbor is about to do what that man finally did. Who you're streaming with is about to do what that man finally did. The Bible says that Jesus skipped over everybody else and he says to the man, do you want to be made well? Not do you want to be healed because he didn't need to be healed because he wasn't sick, he wasn't paralyzed, he wasn't lame, he wasn't blind. His only issue was that he told himself that he couldn't do what he could do. And the Bible says that Jesus ignores his excuses. And for some of you tonight, I need you to hear me. God has been ignoring your excuses. That's why every time you tell him why you can't, he says, well, you're still going to go do it anyhow. Every time you give him a reason why you can't, something in you pushes you. You're like Jeremiah. It's a fire that's been shut up in your bones. Why? Because God says, I am going to get you to do it, and I need you to get up, take up your bed, and walk. But everybody that's about to walk out of some drama and walk into some deliverance, walk out of some debt and walk into some debt freedom, walk out of some crazy situations and walk in the concrete, I need you to pop up out of your seat one time in this building and online and just start stepping like you walking don't move if you're gonna stay stuck but I need you to prophesy with your body I need you to prophesy with your body I need you to prophesy with your body you're about to walk out of bad relationships you're about to walk out of depression you're about to walk out of frustration please open up your mouth and say let's walk out let's go come on grab, grab a seat grab a seat so watch me. So the man, the man has something that I taught you next, was he had learned helplessness. Learned helplessness is when you've been under a stressful situation or a traumatic situation for so long that you begin to tell yourself that it's impossible to change even when the opportunity to change comes. So you begin to say you cannot do it even when, it's like saying, come on, have a seat. I can't sit down. It's a seat right here. I can't sit in that seat. It's saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's time for you to it's time for you to move. I can't move. Why? It's time for you to do this. I can't do it. Why? Because you've learned helplessness. You have learned how to say what cannot be done, even though it can be done, because you've been in the situation for so long. See, for 38 years he had been in that situation. So he began to say, This is just my lot. I rebuke you settling. I rebuke you saying this is as good as it's going to get for me. I rebuke you thinking that God brought you this far to drop you off. I need you to open up your mouth and say, there's more for me. There's more for me. Uh-uh. And you are not helpless. You are powerful. You are not weak or impotent, but you are, watch me, you serve a God that has potency. He's got, he's omnipotent. He's got all power. Open up your mouth Wednesday and please make this declaration and say, I am not helpless. Then I taught you how to deal with toxic influences, and we detox from toxic influences. And one of the most toxic influences is what? It's toxic relationships. If the enemy wants to get you, he's going to get you through somebody that's connected to you. He's never going to walk up to you directly and attack you. He's a punk, and punks never come to you face to face. Punks like text, not talking. Mm. Punks like emails, not talking. You ready? Punks will say a lot behind your back, but then when you walk up in their face, they ain't got nothing to say. And so say all of what you were saying right here. But a punk never has the ability to do that. Why? Because a punk, that's the nature of the enemy. So when you look at how he attacked people in the scripture, the enemy always came through somebody else, through relationships. How did he come at Jesus? Through Judas. 
How did he get to Judas? Through some people that did not like Jesus. How did he get to Moses? Through Miriam and Aaron, Moses' brother. How in the world did he get to Joseph? Through Joseph's brother. So you're catching the, the trend here. Whenever he wants to try to get you, he's going to try to do it through a toxic relationship. So I pray there's a day left. <laughs> That whatever toxic relationships that have been present, that either they improve or they are dismissed. Oh, my God. That either they go up with you or they got to get the heck up away from you because your future is too important. When you are called by God, you cannot be careless about who you are connected to. I just need you to make this declaration. Say, I'm called by God. So I cannot be careless with who I'm connected to. So then on Sunday, this Sunday morning, in the morning, we were online only. I talked to you how to detox from toxic people. And I talked to you that there were three people and relationship types, milk, wine, and poison. Milk spoils over time. It starts out good, but it spoils, watch me, because it wasn't built to last. Milk doesn't have a long shelf life. And for some of you, here's the revelation. Here's the revelation. Milk serves its place. Because some people are only supposed to be in your life, watch me, for a little bit of time. All they needed to do was introduce you to harvest. And once they introduced, God said, now they can go. All they were supposed to do was introduce you to your next job. And once they did that, God said, you can go. All they were supposed to do was introduce you to your open door of opportunity. And when they did that, God said, now you can go. So, so don't even be mad at milk. Milk serves its purpose. Milk is like scaffolding in a building. When you're building a building, you use scaffolding to build it up. But once you build the building, scaffolding looks stupid because it's built. And for some of y'all, watch me, the reason certain relationships have begun to spoil is because they were milk. They were never, ever supposed to be long-term. They were only supposed to be short-term. And you need to learn how to ask God, God, what is this person's purpose in my life? And here's what I've learned to ask God. And how long do I have with them? Because, God, if you tell me up front that this is a five-year person, then I make sure that I only invest commensurate to how much time I got. Because some of you are making long-term investments for short-term people. Now, that's a dangerous prayer to pray. Because when he starts answering that question, then you're going to start looking at people different. Because stuff that you used to get upset about, you'll be like, I'm not even tripping about this because you only got two years left. I'm not even going to be worried about this because you don't have that much time left anyhow. So I have nothing to say. Okay? I'm not even going to pray that prayer with you because y'all ain't ready for that one. But in your own time, you pray that one. God, what's their purpose and how long will they last? See how quiet it just got in the building? Because that makes it real. And you know why we don't want to ask that question? Because the truth is, for many people, we already know. They've been smelling like milk lately. They've been smelling like Infamil, Similac lately. They've been, you've, been, you've been smelling them a little lately. It's been smelling real ripe around here. Milk relationships. Milk relationships. And milk serves its purpose. So don't be mad at milk. It serves its purpose. It's good for cereal. It's good for snacks. It, it's, it, it's good. It, it's good for, it's, it, it, it serves its purpose. But then the type of relationships you want are wine relationships. These get better over time. And God's about to put wine people in your life. And I taught you that wine, watch me, wine isn't always sweet. Good wine has some bitter notes, um, which means these aren't going to be perfect people or perfect relationships. Everybody look at me. Stop getting mad when you find something wrong because there's something wrong with you too. 
And these are bigger than just romantic relationships. This is any relationship type. Stop canceling people because you found a reason, uh, because you found something that you deem to be wrong, but even why it has some bitter notes. Which means there may be something that you're like, okay, but watch me. Here's the only thing I need to know. But are you committed to growth? Because if I'm growing and you growing and we growing, we can keep befriending. If I'm growing and you growing, then we can keep dating. If I'm growing and you growing, then we can keep going. But what I can't have is I'm growing and you refuse to grow because you're stuck. I pray that God wouldn't have you around stuck people because stuck people will get you stuck. And I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder so you will not be stuck this year. Right? So t- that was Sunday morning. Then Sunday night, I introduced you. I introduced you from Atlanta at our pop-up Sunday night, I introduce you to the four toxic people patterns, um, which are uh, the ass, the leech, the pig, and the dog. Okay? All right. The A, the L, the P, the D. Say the acronym with me. All right, so I taught you um, that the enemy, in fact, the scripture makes reference to how certain people will act. And the Bible likens them to animals. And that the ass, Deuteronomy 22.10, is always bucking. They're always creating issues. And you are an ox person. And as an ox person, pay attention, number one, an ox is a special designation of person. It is a special designation of livestock. In fact, you have to be legally qualified to be called an ox. And you need to hear me. You're sitting next to and you're streaming with an ox. How do you know, Bishop? Because if you ask them about their history, if you ask them about their past, if you knew what they've overcome just to be here tonight, just to be online tonight, you'd recognize you're dealing with somebody that's not regular. I want to make sure I'm in the room with some ox. I want to make sure I'm streaming with some ox. If you know that you've overcome what killed other people, if you know that you've survived what made other people lose their mind, can I get you to release the praise of an ox right there? Go, go, go. Oh, my praise is for real. Because you overcame what should have killed you. You survived what should have knocked you out. You're still standing. And I need you to look at somebody and say, I know I'm an ox. Right? So, but what happens is if the enemy wants to get you, he'll yoke you to an ass. And a yoke is a wooden instrument that connects two animals together. And so, if you're an ox, you need to be with ox. Come on. If you're an ox, you need to be with ox. All right? So, we're going to, I'm going to use the same thing I did in Atlanta. And so, okay, if you're an ox, two ox going together, see, we can work together. See, we can be friends. See, for some of you, you need to hear me. You're not, watch me. If you got 10 friends, I'm telling you, you, you probably got eight forfeits. You probably got eight counterfeits. What do you mean, Mr. Because there's not a lot of ox. Look at somebody say, they don't make them like me no more. But if you're yoked to an ass, the ass will start j- jerking and pulling. And now you're trying to go. And they, what, what are you doing? Well, watch me. So now they're interrupting your flow. And so now, watch me, you cannot be productive. Watch me, because you're yoked to something. And for some of you people, well, I'm trying to change them. The Bible never says to try, to try to change the ass, the leech, the pig, or the dog. You're wasting your time trying to change the nature of somebody that doesn't want to change. It's on God and them for them to change. And some of you need to free yourself. Please open your mouth and say, I free myself. It is not your responsibility to try to get somebody else to change. If they do not want to change, here's what you need to do. You need to say, since you want to jerk, since you want to buck, come on, buck, 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 come on, no. 
A little bit more, a little bit rougher. Okay, there you go, there you go, there you go. Oh, that's good, that's good. A little rougher, a little rougher, a little rougher. Come on, come on, come on. I spend, see, watch me. I spent all this time and I'm in the same place I started. And here's the only issue. You keep worried about them. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to meet with them. We're going to have lunch. We're going to do that. Here's the only thing you need to do. God, I ask that you break the yoke, which means break the connection. And I pray that God would make it easy for you. I pray that God would rip out the emotional connection that you have to any leech, any ass, any pig, or any dog. Come on, open your mouth and say, God, make it easy for me. In Jesus' name. Come on, we put a praise behind that right there. All right, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, so, so that's the ass. The leech, I taught you, the Bible says the leech has two daughters. Give me and give me some more. In fact, the word leech in the scripture means vampire-like demon. Think about a vampire. When a vampire bites you, uh, you've seen this in movies. When a vampire bites you, the whole purpose of a vampire, you ready, is to do one of two things. Listen carefully. Either one, they're going to turn you to be like them. And for some of you, you've been around some leeches that you started saying, you know what, being a good guy don't work because you've been around a leech. Being a good girl don't work because you've been around a leech. Being a good friend doesn't work because you've been around leeches. Either they try to turn you or number two, they try to kill you. Because they will drain you of all of the life that's in you. And you gotta hear me tonight. You gotta hear me tonight. You gotta hear me tonight. When you have a leech on your body, because they, when they bite you, they inject an anesthetic so you can't actually feel what's going on. This is why sometimes everybody else is telling you, do you see what's happening? And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't feel nothing. You don't feel nothing because the vampire got you up under their anesthesia. So you can't even feel what's going on. So you know what it takes? It takes somebody else that's skilled to look at you and say, there's a leech on you, and then you need somebody to snatch it up off of you. Well, as your pastor, as your shepherd, and if you're extended family watching tonight, I pray that every leech be detached from you tonight. Open your mouth. I see a leech, and I pray that the leech be detached tonight. Come on, Wednesday, shout tonight. As leech pig dog. Jesus says don't cast your pearls before it's Now this is a cute little pig. Is this oh okay pepper. Where's salt? No, I'm serious. Is this no salt? Oh it's something else. I don't watch cartoons. I'm grown. <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay alright so take this out. Take this out. Okay. Bible says do not cast your pearls before swine. And do not give what's holy to the dogs. And I talked to him in part one uh, that Jesus Christ himself, and I know somebody thinking, Bishop, that's kind of rough to say about people. Jesus said it. Jesus says some people only act like pigs. And what do pigs do? They make a mess, then they roll around in it. You ready? He said, and some people act like dogs. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Bow wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. He says, some certain people only act like dogs. And what does a dog do? 
they constantly returned to their own vomit. In other words, you knew it wasn't good. You knew they couldn't be trusted. You knew you couldn't depend on them. Yet, because you felt like you were out of options, you gave something sacred to a dog. But I pray for the remainder of this year that you not have to deal with pigs or dogs. That God would put some people around you that are ox that can help you carry what God's created for you to carry. I pray that God puts strong support around you. Just like the Bible says in 1 Chronicles, that the Lord sent men day by day that gave David strong support. Wednesday, I need you to open your mouth and say, strong support is coming my way. So this last message in our series is called Detoxing from Toxic Words. Because words frame worlds. I'm ready to teach. You ready? Say, words frame worlds. Everything in your world is because of your words. Everything in your relationship world is because of your words. Everything in your financial wor world is because of your words. Everything in your family world is because of your words. If you look at the screen, the scripture, Hebrews eleven thirteen 13, says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. Let's stop right there. Our God is not just the God of the earth. He's the God of the universe, which means he's the God of worlds. What, you, you think all these other planets and galaxies and all that came from? Our God is so big, don't you limit him to this earth or this human experience that you and I are having. The Bible says that he framed the worlds, were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen, which are not made of the things which are visible. In other words, God spoke something invisible and created things that are visible and the same principle is true for you and I we speak things into existence please open your mouth say I have to call it I have to call it come on Wednesday I need you to talk to me like an army say I have to speak it I have to speak it if words frame worlds what in your world do you want to change that's waiting on your words to activate it some of y'all are sitting back waiting on God to do something and God says I'm waiting on you to say something because nothing happens until you speak Nothing happens until you say something. Now, I need you to get aggressive with your neighbor tonight online. Get aggressive with somebody in the comments. Stretch your hands towards me if there's nobody there. Touch the person next to you and say, I need you to say something, please. We don't just sit back and let life happen to us. We open our mouth and we say something because words frame worlds. And if I want to change my financial world, it starts with my mouth. If I want to change my business world, it starts with my mouth. If I want to change my emotional world, it starts with my mouth. If I want to change my children, it starts with my mouth. If you want to change your emotional health, it starts with your mouth. If you want to change your body, yada, yada, it starts with your mouth. So today on my pop-up, I did a little preview of this. And somebody said, say, they said it jokingly, they said in the comments, they said, Bishop, but I declare that by the time I'm 55, I'll be, uh, lose 50 pounds. And then they said, LOL. I said, no, take the LOL back. I said, listen, listen. I said, 120 pounds ago, the weight that I am, every day I would get up and say, in the name of Jesus, I weigh this once. And I was 120 pounds heavier. Don't look at me with that tone of face. When I, watch me, watch me. I would speak things over my finances and say, and I will be debt free. And I will be debt free. And watch me. And then I said, and I am debt free. And I am debt free. And watch me. And some of you said, well, Bishop, I feel like I'm lying. I'm not lying. I'm prophesying. Because I call things that be not. 
as though they were. And for some of y'all, you're looking at your world and here's what you're doing. You're nothing more than a reporter because you're just calling it what it is instead of being spiritual and saying, let me start speaking what I want it to be. You might be looking at some blue carpet now, but you got to call it red like you want it. You might be looking at a mess now, but you got to call it like you want it. You might be having hell in your house, but you got to call it like you want it. Please open up your mouth, say my words, frame my world. So why? Because words are spiritual. John 6, 63 says, it's the spirit that reviveth, but the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit. And they are life. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in the earth. Which means anything that we see Jesus do, the same absolute thing applies to us. In fact, Jesus said, greater works than he did should we do. So, if words are spirit, say spiritual. Say words are spiritual. If they're spiritual, that means they're not bound by natural law. That means I can speak something in Denver that impacts something in Florida. Because it's not bound by geography. Which means you can speak something in church tonight that's going to go get in your boss's ear. All of, Y'all ain't going to talk. Y'all ain't going to talk. You can speak something tonight that's not bound by geography. And we can change the world right from where we are right now. If they're not bound by natural law, what does this mean? If they're not bound by time. So my words can go ahead of me to get something ready for me. And my words can go behind me to clean up some mess that I made years ago. Come on, please. Say, 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 my words are spiritual. They're not bound by geography. They're not bound by time. Pay attention. They're not bound by sight. Which means these are invisible things that I'm saying. But because we are speaking spirits just like God is. In the book of Genesis, how many trees did he make? None. How many animals did he make? None. What did he do? He spoke him. Then he saw it. You like to brag about how hard you work. I want to tell you, hard work is good. But watch me, spiritual work is better. Did you hear me? I pray, let me give you an example. Instead of praying to just make more money, start saying that my money makes me money. Come on, Wednesday. God, I wish I had faith in the building. Instead of saying, watch me, that you've got, uh, that you've got this person, this person, this person. Instead, say, God, make me so efficient that I can get it done with less people. Let me get more done, but let me do it with less people. Let me accomplish more, but let me accomplish more with less people. Please, Wednesday, I got to move, but say my words are spiritual. So they're not bound by geography. They're not bound by time. They're not bound by sight, which means I don't have to see them. I don't have to see them. Okay, if I'm going to hand you something, come on, come on. I'm going to hand it to you. But see, okay. But that's not how words work. Words work like this. And Father, I pray that what I need in my hands, I call everything that I need into my hands, into my hands. Which means I don't even have to see the transfer. Because God is going to make that thing make its way into my hand. Y'all not listening Wednesday. Say they are spiritual. Talk, y'all. Say they're spiritual and not bound by natural law. Okay, watch me. Watch me. If they're not bound by natural law, then this means that our words don't just do natural things. So this means that your word has the power to go to cancer cells 
Well, they didn't operate. Well, but my words are spiritual. Which means my words have the power to go choke something. Okay. I don't have any faith in this building, so I'm not. Let me talk to y'all. My words have the ability to be able to go to sickness, go to disease, go to issues, and do something invisible that you don't have the capacity or the ability to do visibly. Come on, say my words are spiritual. And Jesus said they can bring life, which also means they can bring death. Which means, look at me. Everything that's died, just make sure it didn't die at the hand of your word. Did you hear what I just said? Make sure it didn't die at the hand of your word. Because what you speak becomes hands. What you speak begins to take action. What you speak begins to make things happen. Pay attention. So there's two things I want to give you real quickly. You're going to have to guard your heart from toxic words. Say, guard my heart from toxic words. Two things we got to deal with tonight in detoxing from toxic words. If words are spiritual, here's my question. What was spoken to you or over you that has now affected you or infected you? Because if they're not bound by time, what was spoken to you as a child that still messes with you as an adult? If they're not, if they're not bound by geography, what was said about somebody who doesn't even know you in another state that's got you acting different in this state or wherever you're at? If they're invisible, but they produce visible results, what was spoken to you that is now affecting how you move? You're too stupid. You're too dumb. You're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to be just like your mama. You're too black. You're too light. You're too white. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too blonde. You're too whatever. You're too. What was spoken to you that was toxic? Say, Lord, help me guard my heart from toxic words. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. And I've taught you that heart in scripture means your mind. For everything you do flows from it. Which means when these toxic words are spoken and they get into your heart or your mind, everything you do flows from it. Which means you'll begin to think less of yourself because something less was spoken of you. So when you get ready to go do something, you'll be scared, not because you're really scared, but because of what somebody said. And I need you to lift your hands in this building and no line. Say, Father, purge me from every toxic word. Come on, say it with authority. Say, purge me from every toxic word ever spoken over me. Say, purge me from every toxic word ever spoken to me. Please open your mouth. Say, purge me from every toxic word that was ever spoken to me or that was ever spoken over me. Say, I go in the spirit and I cancel every toxic word that was ever released and I cancel its fruit from manifesting and I cancel the root of what was spoken and effective immediately every toxic word ever spoken to me, over me, or about me, it's canceled in Jesus' name. Push that with a praise right there. Hallelujah. Let's go. You have to guard your heart from toxic words. But then here's the next thing. You got to guard your mouth from speaking toxic words. Because there's one thing to deal with the stuff that was spoken to you and over you and about you. It's another thing, totally different thing, when you are speaking it yourself. 
and your words do what? They frame your will. Ephesians 4.29. Do not let unwholesome, this means foul, wicked, republic, or excuse me, repugnant, profane, unbiblical, disrespectful, worthless, of no value, deserving contempt, vulgar, which means lacking sophistication, talking like regular people, rude. Looks at the neighbor and say, don't talk at me like I'm regular. Y'all got loud with that. This is a hood Wednesday crowd. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Okay, look, look, look. Listen to the definition. It says, don't let unwholesome. So what does unwholesome mean? It means foul. What is foul? Wicked. Repugnant. Uh, watch me. It says, don't let profane words come out of your mouth. This means unbiblical and disrespectful. So you talking about, well, so-and-so said this, but what does the word say? You talking about, well, this person said this, but what does the word say? You ready? Okay. Then it means disrespectful. In other words, God says, don't you let your mouth be the source of disrespect. You have to learn how to disagree and disagree respectfully. Y'all got quiet right there. You, you have to learn how to put somebody in their place and do it in a respectful way. Because let's be clear. Some people need to get checked every now and then. It's a few of y'all after church. I'm going to come help you right after church. All right? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Ready? I'm just joking. All right? You have to learn how to do that and not be disrespectful. When you deviate and when you default to disrespect, you're really indicating that you lack maturity. Because sometimes you have to tell people, you know, I'm going to get him a piece of my mind. They don't deserve a piece. That's way too much to give them. They did not pay that much of a fee. That's too much to give them. Just say, uh-uh, nope, this is what's going on. Nope, this is what's happening. We, we ain't finna go back and forth. <laughs> Why you want to fight? Why you want to argue? We, we're not doing any of that. We're not getting disrespectful. Right? Then, then look at this. It means worthless. Say worthless. This means of no value. Everything we speak should be of value. This means if you have nothing of value to say, say nothing. There's nothing worse than being around people who want to talk and you're like, you could have kept your two cents. That's literally what it was, two cents. You should have kept that right there. Because two cents ain't finna pay for nothing. What can you get for two cents today? Nothing. Let me add my two cents. Better idea. Let's not and say we did. Okay? All right, look, let's go. It means uh, deserving contempt or deserving to be looked down on. This word unwholesome, it means vulgar. Lacking sophistication, which means we pay attention to the scripture. The scripture says that when you speak, there should be a level of elevated speech that comes from you. You should get around people and they have to Google what you say. Now, don't get it twisted. I can take it high and I can take it low. I can speak in whatever an environment I'm in, but there ought to be such a sophistication about you that when you speak, people say, now what is that? This is what your Bible says. It means don't, in a vulgar way, it means don't talk like a regular person. <laughs> Literally, that's what the definition of this word is in Greek. Don't talk regular. And then don't be rude. There's nothing worse than rude people. You don't have to be rude even if you're right. Look to your neighbor and say, you can be right and not be rude. You don't have to be rude. You have to be rude. Hear me, Christians? You don't have to be rude to people. They need to know the truth. You can be nice and tell the truth. 
You can smile at him and say, now you know you, you know that you know what you're doing ain't hitting no nothing, baby. You know God ain't finna bless that. Come on, let's go get something to eat. It's quiet in this building. Right? He says, don't let unwholesome words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up others. Say, God, let my mouth build up other people. According to the need and the occasion, so that it will be a blessing to those who you speak. Let's pray. Father, do not let unwholesome words come out of our mouths. Don't let us speak those words to other people. Don't let us speak those words to situations. Don't let unwholesome talk come out of our mouth because it's toxic. Say, Lord, keep my mouth from speaking toxic words. We're almost done. Proverbs 18, 20. This is for the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. Which means words are seeds, and God doesn't control the harvest we do. Every word we speak is a seed. Which means you have to ask yourself the question, am I sowing something that I want to see? Am I releasing something that I want to receive back greater than what I originally released? He says, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. Now, you're used to me reading this in a different version from Proverbs 18, 20, but I need you to see the correlation. If your words are seeds, this means you may not see immediate results, be it positive or negative. Because I know some of you like, Bishop, I've been speaking good for two days and ain't nothing happened. It's a seed. What seed grows in two days? I've been speaking negative and ain't nothing happened yet. Yet, it's a seed. And seeds take time to produce harvest. So we cancel every harvest that was on the way because of any toxic words that we spoke. I need you to go up in the spirit. This is for your own life. Say, in the name of Jesus, we cancel the harvest of every negative, toxic word we've spoken or agreed with. In Jesus' name, push it with a praise right there. We're almost done. So 2 Corinthians 9, 10, and God who supplied seed for the what? Sower. So God says, I've given you a vocabulary that is seed. I've given you this tapestry of words that becomes seed for your future. So why do you reduce it down to a few words? about your future when I give seed to the sower. So you're used to saying words like can't. God's like, I've given you so many other words. You're used to saying words like you can't afford it. And there's so many other words. You're used to words like I can't figure this out. And there's so many other words. Here's a better way. Instead, I can't figure this out. My solution is uploading right now. If you don't have the resources you need, here's, a better, here's some better words. My resources are about to knock on my door any moment. If I'm a speaking spirit, I call those things into existence. God says, I've given you all of this seed. I've given you all of this seed. Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death. And only, watch me, and those who love it will eat its fruit or its harvest. Your tongue has this power. Say, my tongue has this power. So you're sowing. Question is, watch me. If 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 you're sowing rich words. See how quiet it just got? All right, all right, all right. Say, my words are seeds. 
Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Bishop, I just feel like I'm lying, you know, when I speak good things. Okay, let's, let's, let's check the room. How many of you, you've ever spoke some words of faith? You ever spoke something, something amazing? You ever called things into existence? And you kind of felt like, well, that didn't really seem true. Wait a minute, I see some hands. That didn't really seem true. All right, let me help you. Say, we're not lying. We're prophesying. Romans 4.17. I only got two scriptures left, and then we're going to spend the rest of this uh, experience doing what I just taught you. Because for some of y'all, watch me, you need to make sure your September is set with the right words. You need to make sure the rest of this year is set with the right words. You ready? Romans 4.17. Say, I'm not lying. I'm prophesying. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of whom he believed. That is God, who gives life to the dead. Let's read this last part together. And calls into being things that do not exist. Stop! Which means my words have the power to create something that doesn't even exist today. You can create a job for you they ain't even hiring for. I can't get nobody to talk to me tonight. You can create a home they're not even planning to build. You can create a treatment that doesn't even exist. You can call something that does not exist into being. Tell your neighbor, say, we're about to create some things tonight. Wrong neighbor. Please find a neighbor that when you say that to them, they'll put a praise behind it. Tell somebody else, say, we're about to create some things tonight. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, please let this third neighbor be the right one. Please touch him and say, we're about to create the rest of this year for you tonight. Come on in the building and online. We're about to create. We're about to create. We're about to create. It doesn't exist on August 30th, but it's going to exist on the 31st. It doesn't exist at 821, but it's going to exist by 9 o'clock. Come on. It doesn't exist right now, but you are about to create it. Please open your mouth and worship God for five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Come on, say, let's create it. And they will cancel the debt. And they're going to hand it to you and give it to you. Joshua 24, 24, 13. I'll give you land you didn't labor for. I'll give you vineyards you didn't plant. I'll give you cities you didn't build. Prophesy to somebody. And if they don't want to talk, bump them for the rest of church. Bump them in love, but just reach around them and go to somebody else. Say, I speak this into existence. God's about to give us. What we did not build, God's about to give us what we did not labor for. God's about to give us what we did not plant. In Jesus' name, it's about to be created. It's about to be created. It's about to be created. Let's go. It's about to be created. It's about to be created. <laughs> It didn't exist a few moments ago, but it's about to be created. And they're going to make a job for you. 
and you're not staying in the regular five figures no more. You're about to upgrade and it's about and it's about to be created. Say it's about to be created. Stand with me, stand with me. Stand with me, stand with me in the building and online. Stand with me in the building and online. Stand with me in the building and online. Last scripture. <laughs> we call into being things that do not exist. Which means, God, whatever we need, make the earth produce it. And God, make it show up in front of our face. God, let it, <laughs> you ready for this? God, let it be dropped off at our door. Let it be dropped off in our text. Let it be dropped off in the email. God, while people are sleeping tonight, turn their hearts toward us to make them release raises, bonuses, increase. Whatever we need. Whatever we need. Turn it for our favor tonight. Say, it's about to be created. Last scripture. Last scripture. Numbers 14, 28. Come on, stand with me because you're about to go to work now. We're about to go to work now. Because you're, you're about to create the rest of this year. I'll talk to the cameras because you people. In this building, I said, you're, you're about to create the rest of this year. And God's about to give you an extra bonus day this month. Because I believe that tomorrow, God says, I'm just about to throw some stuff in your lap. I'm going to make them make you an offer you cannot refuse. Make me an offer I cannot refuse. Numbers 14, 28. So tell them, as I live, declares the Lord, I solemnly swear. Now, who does God swear by? Himself. Swear just means I promise. Well, who, who is going to back up God's promise? Himself. He says, I solemnly swear. In other words, God says, and my credit is good. I don't default on my payments. I have no late payments. Can I give somebody a revelation? Well, Bishop, he didn't come when I wanted to because everything has what's called a grace period. You didn't get it when you wanted it because the grace that he gave you was so that you... You got it before you needed it. Come on, number 14, 28. We got to go. He says, I swear I will do everything to you that you said I would do. Y'all ready? Is this name it and claim it? Uh, yeah. Is this blab it and grab it? Uh, yeah. Because this is Bible. Well, you mean I can just speak good things and God's going to do it? I mean, can you read, write, and do that arithmetic? But don't you have to qualify for it? No, I just feel like that's too easy. See, here's your problem. Let me help you because you need help. So that's okay. Let me help. Here's your problem. Don't get saved by faith. And then all of a sudden, 
want to be justified by works. What, what, what do you mean by that, What do you mean by that, But I don't think I deserve it because of what I did yesterday. Well, you can think that. I think that when I confess my sin, that he was faithful and he was just to forgive me, and he washed me and he cleansed me, which means I ain't going to keep doing the same wrong thing over and over again, but I believe that if he said I can have it, doggone it, I want it. And I was born to do more than just pay bills. You were born to do more than just pay bills, have babies, and die. But you were born that you might rule and you might reign and you would conquer and subdue. So, so can I just get you to get your little area? Just give me, give me something. Just take me to war. Give me something. I just need you to get your little area. I need you to get your little area. A little faster, a little faster, a little faster, a little faster, a little faster. Pick it up, a little faster. I just need you to get you a little area. Cause you're about to walk and talk. You go. Say, I'm about to walk and talk. I need you to be in movement because I don't need your words to be stagnant. In this building and online, I just need you to start, pick your feet up and put them down. And I need you to begin to declare, declare and decrease some things tonight. I just need you to say, and the rest of this year will be the best of my life. Say, and in Jesus' name, the earth will yield what belongs to me. Say, and supernatural favor is about to find me. Say an opportunity is opening for me and I'm walking into it. Say, and the blessing of the Lord is coming over me and overtaking me. And everywhere I look, things are working. What hasn't worked in years is about to work now. Where I've not seen fruit in years, I'll see fruit now. My name's about to be brought up in rooms I've never been in. Hearts are turning in my favor. I'm about to be made an offer. I cannot refuse. That will be everything I need and more. I'm 100% healthy and I'm 100% healed. I lack nothing in any way, shape, form, or fashion. My family's blessed. My future's blessed. My faith is increasing. I'm closer to God now than I've ever been before. And I'm about to have receipts to prove it. Put a praise behind that right there. Now do me a favor, do me a favor. Find you one neighbor in the building. Online, if you're with somebody, grab them by the hand. You're nobody there, you just stretch your hands towards me. And say, I just spoke over my life. I'm about to speak over your life. Say, the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. And the best of your life. Whatever's been delayed, in Jesus' name, comes off of delay now. Wednesday, you should shout there. Come on, tell them. Say, whatever's been held up, I go in the spirit and I release it according to the book of Daniel. 
I pray that the angels of God would get you breakthrough and you'd see it by this time tomorrow. Come on, say, you're going to start to see it break within 24 hours. You're going to begin to see it work within 24 hours. Say, and all things in your life are coming into alignment. Say, and all things are working for your good. You'll have the right people. You'll be in the right place at the right time to get the right results, you're about to say this word, finally. Come on, Wednesday. Look at him. Tell him, say, in Jesus' name, wherever you were weak, I speak strength. Wherever you were frustrated, your frustration is lifting. Wherever you felt weary, that is lifting. I pray that before this month of August is over, you'd have a praise report that nobody could do but God. That nobody could do but God. This is the beginning of the best days of your life ever. Come on, Atlanta, get up out of your seat. Come on, Florida, get up out of your seat. Can I just get you to jump and cut? I'll see what I say. Come on, I'll see what I say. I'll see what I say. I'll see what I say. So, can I push you? You got to have that same energy and intensity when you pray. Bible says the effective, fervent. Effective means specific and strategic. The effective, fervent. Fervent means passionate and persistent. You can't just be laying in the bed, Father. Just do it, Lord. You're going to have to get up out that bed, walk around that joker. You're going to have to walk around your children. You're going to have to go to the house that you want. You're going to have to go to the property that you want. Because there's a spiritual principle. Wherever the sole of your foot shall tread, I will give it to you. So why did I have you walking? Because remember, if our words are spirit, my words are walking into places I've never been. Your words are about to walk into a bank. I just heard these words. We don't normally approve this amount, but we're going to do it for you. Say, shout, I'll see what I say. Shout it, I'll see what I say. We got to go. We got to go. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, <laughs> if you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. 
Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful tonight, tonight, third, if like Bishop Woman, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure wherever you are at, tonight is your night. On three, in this building, you're going to lift up your hand. Online, you're going to do the hand with the emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Wherever you're at, on three, hands up in the building. Online, hand with the emoji or say it's me. One, two, three, if that's you, respond wherever you're at. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Come on, Harvest, we're a church that celebrates people coming to the Lord. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, take your phone out and scan the QR code on the screen or text Harvest to 55498. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You know I'm your shepherd. Sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Um, that's how sheep to distinguish where they belong because sheep would often be in a large pasture land where there were multiple sheep that were attached and connected to multiple shepherds. So when a shepherd would make a sound, they knew that sound was their shepherd. And that's why you're watching. That's why you're in this building. That's why you're online. You, there's something, and it's spiritual, which means it transcends geography. You don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can be anywhere across America and around the world and say, oh, I heard that voice. And that's my voice. And God doesn't call you to a church. He calls you to a shepherd, Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you shepherds after my own heart. And if that's who I am for you, text Harvest to 55498 or scan that QR code on the screen. And just click the option for join or input the option rather for join 8C. Join Harvest Church and you can be a part of the family. And I want to challenge some of you to not just join but to serve. To use your life to change the lives of other people. It takes a dream team to make this dream happen, and God is doing it. I want to remind you, we're just 21 decisions shy of 2,300 for the year. Guys, our goal was 2,023, and look at what the Lord is doing. So let's speak it. Say, in every goal I set, I will exceed the deadline. It'll be done before I want it done. Say it. It'll be done before I want it done. Say, my phone's about to ring. I'm about to get a life-changing text for the good. In Jesus' name. All right. Listen, if you came in late and you weren't able to sow, I want you to get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, get that ready. What do you mean, sow the seal, Bishop? Whenever a word speaks life into your life, you seal it with a seed. Where's that at in the Bible, Bishop? Several places, but made explicitly clear in 1 Samuel chapter 9. When Samuel, the man of God, gave them instructions, they sealed it with a seed. Our seed tonight's 28 for Numbers 14, 28. But prior to May of 2022, I never did this. Um, and in May of 22, the Lord says, son, every prayer, every service, I want you to begin to have the people to sow a seed and make them name the seed. I said, Lord, every time he said, I'm going to begin to release wealth into the hands of the people of harvest. What do you think? Like that praise report I read earlier, 60, 68, was it $68,000 of debt canceled? What do you think that was? That was a wealth transfer. 
because now that means you don't have to pay that debt and you're not going to have to pay that payment, which means now you can invest that money and make your money make you some money. You can go get you a million-dollar life insurance policy now and have something that you can draw off of before y'all not saying nothing. You got to hear that. You got to hear that. And so for some of you, say, Bishop, I've been sowing, I've been sowing, I've been sowing. You're going to see your seed work for you. Seed takes time to grow. But don't curse your seed with toxic words. That's our seed. Say, Bishop, I don't have 28. Get as close as you can to it. You say, Bishop, I want to sow more than 28. Sow more than 28. But just make sure you call this seed. Here's what you're going to say. I'll see what I say. I'll see what I say. That's literally what it's going to be. I literally live by this principle. But can I be honest with you? Let me say this and then we're going to go. I, I get that sometimes it can be difficult and frustrating, especially when you're angry, when you're tired. So here's what the enemy does. He can't, get, he can't curse you himself. So he needs to get you so frustrated that you curse yourself. He can't do it to you. Look at the neighbor said, the devil can't do nothing. He needs you to do it to yourself. He needs you to say you're sick. I'm teaching you now. He needs you to say you broke. Don't you ever say those words out of your mouth, ever. Don't ever say you don't have it. He needs you to say that your kids are crazy. Then they can be crazy. He needs you to say it. Because that's the only way it has a legal right to exercise itself in the earth. Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our image, let them have dominion. Who has dominion on the earth? We do, not the enemy. So since we have dominion, he needs us to do it to ourselves. That's why I had you to pray to go up and cancel that stuff. Because you have authority there. That's not, well, the Lord knows. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. He's given us authority. I've already preached, so I ain't going to preach again. But just say, I'll see what I say. How can you sow that? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Form with the number two at the end. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all that's available. The email is church. You can use text to give. That's the way I used to give. Text them out to 84321. Tap the link when you see the V. That's where you want to be. I love you, Wednesday. It's Labor Day weekend. We'll be where? In this building and online at 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. We start a brand new series. I'm going to tell you more about it on social media, on my pop-ups. Because this next series, this September series, I ain't going to tell you the name. I'm just going to tell you it's going to be good. But has the Lord ever not given us a good series? Has the Lord ever not spoken to us? I can't think of one that I didn't like. And I'm talking about the Lord. The Lord. I literally pray and say, God, what do you want me to say to the people that I lead? I don't care about the trend. I don't care about what somebody else is saying. I don't care nothing about that. What am I supposed to feed to the people I lead? Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. And make this declaration. Say, I'll see what I say. I seal this word right now. Believing that God's word is true. He'll give me exactly what he heard me say. So I'll watch my mouth. I'll watch my toxic words from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters are passing in the building at Grape Street online. If you need to hop off of the stream to give, you can do that or scan the QR code. Let's do it together. Everybody, love God, love people, and love life. I'll be down front to meet and greet you in just a few moments. I love you, Wednesday.
Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.